Exponential Trust Times is the unique AI channel of trust that offers an innovative formula of mentoring at scale for youth people from all around the world. I'm Dr. Lobna Kari, Executive AI Strategy Growth Advisor and Digital Transformer for Fortune 500 and 440 for more than two decades and the President of AI Exponential Thinker. In this series, we invite AI researchers and AI practitioners with exponential AI experience dedicated to build technology for millions of customers and users at global scale. Let's fly from Seattle to Paris with our guest, Romain Cherchen, the Chief Digital Officer, Gas Supply and Trading at Engie. Hi, Romain. Hi, Romain. Uh, How are you? Fine, very fine. Thank you for traveling uh, to me today. It, it's my pleasure. Um, it's really um, a pleasure to have you in AI Exponential Thinker, and, and thank you for joining the discussion in this episode of uh, the series AI for Exponential Business. We will address in this, in this episode different topics uh, about digital transformation, about AI, um, um, uh, we will receive uh, questions from our audience as well, and we will have your takeaway uh, and, and approach um, your experience in this area. But, but let's start by, by your story. Uh, we are really curious with, uh, with our audience to, to learn more about your story to achieve this wonderful career in the universe of digital transformation and data science. Okay, so uh, wonderful. I don't know, but at least it was uh, challenging and nurturing for me. Uh, so let's start with the story, with, with the very beginning. Uh, so I started my career uh, 15 years ago. And like many uh, young, uh, ambitious engineer at that time, I was uh, attracted by investment banking, the place to be at that time. Uh, so I just uh, jumped in and I stayed there for almost uh, 10 years. Uh, where I held, uh, I would say, several uh, positions from very competitive uh, uh, position to management, uh, both in the dealing room or in operation. And uh, I finally ended up uh, as being the chief uh, operating officer of the uh, investment uh, commodity business in a in famous bank, a French bank. Um, but um, after uh, almost 10 years and uh, several uh, financial crises, <laughs> that was challenging, interesting, very, uh, let's say, I would say fruitful, but a bit tiring also, uh, I, I make a choice. Uh, so I decided to change bits and, and go to another industry. So from banking industry to energy industry, but keeping, uh, I would say, my, my, uh, my, uh, my experience uh, on trading. So I joined uh, NG uh, five years ago now. Um, and uh, more specifically, I joined uh, Global Energy Management, that is the trading and asset management uh, business unit of NG. And there, I'm the, um, for the moment, I'm the uh, chief digital officer of uh, gas trading uh, and supply. Uh, so what is my role? Uh, what's what I try to achieve there? Um, so uh, it's, 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 we, we, will, it's, no, we, we yeah. will approach your role. So, but, but if uh, like you start, uh, you work before in bank of uh, investment yeah. bank, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and 
let's let's take uh, like a step back. Uh, why mm. the, this? Why you move from the investment bank to the NG to to the another industry, complete and different mm. industry? Is there some like common uh, um, aspect between both of them? Yeah, I, I would say that the business I'm, I'm involved right now in NG, so in global energy management, is uh, is still trading. I would say so. So when you come from commodity trading and investment banking, there is a few things that you can import with you when you are doing trading uh, in, a, in an energy industry. I would say the big difference is that you go from something that could be purely financials and you move to something that you will integrate new, I would say new, new dimension. And for example, you have to take uh, in consideration the physical part of the business when you are in the energy industry. And you won't only go to the market to make money, if I sum up a bit, but also because you will need to supply uh, gas or power to, to the final users. So there is a physical dimension that is pretty new in, this, uh, in, the, in, the, in the energy industry. After that, um, there is for me a common line between what I was doing before in the investment banking and what I'm doing right now, that's, um, what I like and where I like to be is, I would say, at the edge between art business, uh, technology and software development, but also modeling data and, and, and I would say more quantitative mathematics things. And it was what I was doing in the banking industry. And this is what I'm still doing in the energy uh, environment, I would say. The change for me was, okay, what I want for me. So maybe the, the big change was more change in purpose, meaning, okay, do I want to express my, my, my energy and my talents uh, for the purpose of a bank or for the purpose of a company that maybe in some way will try to find solution uh, into the energy transition and, and, and such kind of topics. So that's, that's the big move for me in the change. Great. So uh, today's you occupy the position uh, of the chief digital officer, gas supply and trading at NG. Mm. You are leading the digital transformation strategy, but also the operation roadmaps um, in this in this purpose. For for the youth uh, generation, can you define for us um, more precisely the, the area of gas supply and trading, and mm. what are the main challenges that you lead today? Mm. Okay, so I will try to make it simple, uh, at least I hope. Uh, if you, we take it from a very basic line, how business it is, is to supply gas to our clients at the right moment, at the right place, at the best price. That's it. Okay. So now if you take a, a step back, doing that, we need to manage, develop and optimize a portfolio of gas assets. So to, to, to fulfill our, uh, I would say, our mission to, to provide gas to the final user, we need to manage, I would say, uh, assets and, and we will need to optimize them. So in some way, we are the connecting dots between the gas producer that will get assets and we will buy, uh, I would say, part of these assets, connecting to the market. So we will face the energy market and we will also face the final users, the guys that will consume the gas at the very end. So we are in some way the connecting dots between the three. Uh, so this is our business on a daily basis. 
Uh, after that, it's, it's, it involves a lot of, I would say, uh, trading. Uh, so you need to optimize the assets. So you will have a portfolio uh, management, uh, such like you, you, you can find in, in other uh, industry. Uh, and, and you will have to manage also the physical part, as I said before, uh, of the challenge, meaning, okay, you have to be sure that the gas will be at the right place at the right moment. So, so that's it. So that's it for the business. Now, uh, when it comes to the challenge, maybe I can give you a bit more of context. Um, the business we are involved in is pretty mature. Uh, it's a, I would say it's not a new business. It's, it's, it's a well-known one. Sure. Um, and we are, uh, I would say, among the, the leaders on it, uh, at least in, in, uh, in Western Europe. Um, so, so we know this business. Um, but the context is that our business environment is changes a lot and fast. Meaning, okay, there is new competitors. Uh, there is new, I would say, business model. Meaning, okay, new way to do the same business, but another way. Um, okay. The needs of our clients are changing um, with all the questions around climate change and, and I would say the, the, the energy mix. Uh, maybe the assumption that we had five years ago are not the same today. And so we can't do our business the same way. So all this is changing a lot. So we have a challenge. If we want to stay in the game, be there tomorrow, still be a leader, uh, we need to adapt. And we need to, I would say, buff on one side, be more efficient in the business we know and we do today. First thing, just to consolidate what we what we have and be sure that we will be tomorrow, uh, there tomorrow. But also, we need to be bold uh, to invest uh, on the business we want for tomorrow. And I think um, the challenge and my challenge it's, uh, it's uh, part of, I would say, a collective journey. Um, is to, to, to keep that in mind and build a strategy between, okay, how we can improve the way we do our business today and how we can prepare the future by better understanding what is happening around you, around us, and, 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 and beyond, I would say, on, on the move on that. So uh, that's, that's the challenge. And, and so, so the challenge, and correct me if, uh, if, uh, yeah. if I'm wrong, the, there's both sides of the challenge. There's uh, an axe around uh, improving the productivity mm. of your business, businesses, actually, not mm. only one business. And the second one is how to define new business model, right? And how to be uh, yeah. like a pioneer, let's say, in maybe some aspect of business. Yeah, yeah, I would say that, that, that that's the that, that's the target. But um, uh, it's, it's like in all strategy, you you will try to to, to have more of that only one way. So if we speak about, I would say what will come into the future, maybe there is some businesses where we will choose to be pioneers. So we have to to to, to embrace that and, and and be bold and, and move fast and invest without knowing if we'll get back money from that right now. That's it's, it's a kind of bet. And sometimes for some business that we see maybe there is something, but we are not, I would say, confident or it's not at the earth of our strategy. Maybe we we'll just say, okay, we'll be follower, but we, we need to be there. Um, so we need to, 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 to keep learning with, with, with others. So it could be different strategy, but you're right. Most of the time it will be okay. How we can be the the one that will that will that will front run 
uh, this new business so that we will take the market and then uh, uh, it would be good for us. Great. So let's move to another topic and let's talk about technology, transparency and trust. Mm -hmm. From your great experience in the digital space in, in different industry, uh, whether it's investment banking of, uh, or energy for more than a decade and from your perspective, how can we build transparent and trust technology and, and what are the more exciting <clears throat> AI project that you uh, lead today uh, and you are, uh, let's say, uh, fully aware that you can share with our young audience? Yeah. Uh, so the, for the first question, how we can build uh, transparent and trust technologies, hmm, that's a good one. I think the very first thing is it's a choice. So you must decide to do so, whatever the industry you are in. So, so, so it's really a decision. And when you take this decision after that, you have to build up the strategy to, 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 say to face this decision. So I think it's, it's the very starting point. If it's not a target for you as, as a businessman or as a company to build such a, a technology, it won't happen. So you have to, to decide, I would say proactively, to go that way, to build trust, to build transparency. One time you've, you've made this choice, I would say it's more execution. Uh, and when you execute, uh, okay, you will at some stage uh, have question, okay, with the strategy we have or the project that we started, are we still on, on the line? Are we serving our objective? Uh, so it will bring back question to you at some stage, uh, probably ethics will come in, in the game because we have, I would say, pretty structural question for yourself and for your company. Um, so for me, this part is really about uh, bringing knowledge in, in, in the project. You know, okay, uh, we have a target, uh, we have an ambition, uh, and in some kind, we have a rule for that. We want to be transparent and trustful. So uh, what, in, what we need to know, what we need to learn uh, to, to build the right uh, technology uh, with, with that. And after that, you have, you have to move on. So you have to build up experience. So you have to try things. You have to, to face, uh, when you say go, go, go live, and then see if you, if you uh, step by step, uh, go closer and closer to your objective to, to bring such uh, technologies. But uh, for a more a global uh, vision, sometimes um, I would say supporting such an idea in a company meaning, okay, we will do business, but we will do this business a certain way. And for that, the technology that we will leverage on or that we will, that we will build ourselves uh, should be transparent and trustful. It's, I would say it could be a challenge, a collective challenge to, 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 to get a line around this idea and, and choose one time again to go that way. But, uh, but I think and, it's the right way. And what are the, the more exciting? I know that you are working in many, many projects, right? Uh, mm -hmm. For a couple of years. But if you have to choose like two or three or maybe one uh, of yeah. the project that mm -hmm. in AI that excite are more exciting or let's mm -hmm. say more exciting to keep it large, right? Um, yeah. What, what could be this? Yeah, um, there is a few of them that come to my mind, but um, I would say there is the usual one, but I will just share it with you and, and then maybe move to few things maybe a bit more specific to us. Um, so the usual one, I would say, when you go to AI films, so there is prediction, okay? Um, 
when we are doing trading and in our business, we need to 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 manage our position and go to the market. So we we need to execute many many deals on the market. So that we need a strategy for that. I would say the old way, the old school way to do that. It was I would say leveraging the brain of the of the brilliant trader that will get the strategy in mind and that will act on the market uh, to 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 to. To execute its position um, for maybe two or three years now, we know that maybe it could be challenged by the machine, or at least we should try. And so we try to to build up, I would say, algorithmic execution strategies. And for that, maybe the the the, the, the thing that is a bit new because it's it's, it's a it's a very well known field in the I would say in the investment banking. It's, it's a bit new on the energy market. Uh, but uh, for example, this year we tried something that was uh, pretty cool. Um, we started to use reinforcement learning to build up such uh, execution strategies. Great! And, and it was yeah, it was it was really it's sexy. powerful. It's really yeah, powerful. Really powerful, and it was really sexy just to 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 play with it. So we are in the middle of that, but uh, I think it's 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 a good it's a project I like. Um, and work as when we prepared this episode, we, we talk about um, a couple of projects uh, about around optimization. Mm -hmm. Like we yeah. know, like people know as more that about prediction, uh, mm -hmm. and working on optimization, it's 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 a, um, a very interesting act as mm -hmm. well in order to improve productivity, and especially in your businesses, I guess that it's is the case. So. Yeah. A typical yeah. example of optimization that you typical you implement AI in, 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 in this era. Yeah, a typical example is, um, in fact, we manage a collection of assets um, all over Europe. Okay, uh -huh. And our challenge is to optimize all this, I would say, uh, portfolio of assets, meaning, okay, you have a multi-risk uh, and a multi-variable uh, problem, meaning, okay, I have to get all this information from all these assets, okay, from the producing side. And I have all the information that I know or that I need to predict about the consumption. So it's really, our job is pretty easy, uh, at least on the paper. It's production on one side, consumption on the other side, prediction for both. And then when you have the true information, you have to take the best decision with this true information, with multi-variable. So we, we, we build models for that. Um, and we build models that help us to get all this information and try to find the best decision for right now, for tomorrow, for a month ahead, for a year ahead, for two years. So that's, that's, that's a pretty big challenge. But uh, yeah, one time again, from a pure mathematical uh, perspective, uh, we do pretty funny things. And we have very good uh, quantitative people to help us uh, with that. But what I really like is starting with the maths and then moving to, I would say, more concrete things. So, our, our, uh, in this in such such projects, the, the the funny part is also okay. We have a model, but now let's let's go to see how it really uh, work or not uh, when you face reality. And 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 so this uh, optimization. Uh, uh, question is is really is really cool. I would say and really funny. 
But I guess when, when you present one of the achievement to an executive or to the board, and you, uh, I, I, I'm trying to guess, right? Because yeah. I already work, like I already have a lot of picture in my mind in from my experience, when you share some successful uh, results, uh, when you optimize, oh my God, it's like a, it's, yeah. it's like a great achievement, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you can have a kind of wow effect. But yeah. just like I would say prediction, you have uh, errors also. So meaning, okay, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The idea is to win big and to lose small. <laughs> yeah. So you have to in mind from my perspective, to the, yeah, from my perspective, board. it's much more about uh, trying uh, and it's an experimentation at the end. So for sure, the people who are like succeeding in this era are people who are uh, really aware about mitigating the risk. They know how to mitigate risk when once it comes to implementing a new algorithms or or developing new products in especially in technology. And this is it's very important as well. Let's let's move to like we talk about those projects, exciting projects, um, and and we know that old co company are running their digital transformation to optimize their resources allocation, but also to improve their business uh, revenue. Uh, and we, we talk about a couple examples uh, a few, few minutes ago. So from a general perspective, how you perceive the data governance maturity so far in the French market and what are the main key points, let's say the, for any successful digital transformation? what we can share today in order to say how, how we can succeed uh, uh, a digital transformation. Okay, so if we start with the data governance topic, that is another one. Um, as you know, everything starts with data, okay? And when you start to dig into your data, at some stage you say, okay, we need the governance around that, we need to know how we will deal with this data at the company level. So it was a hot topic for many, many companies. Uh, maybe to answer your question, I like, you know, the, the Gartner um, hype cycle. It's, it's a kind of bell curve uh, with, with a drawdown and, and then uh, you go up and, and you have a kind of plateau. Um, and it's in, in fact, it's the cycle that should follow any new innovation or any new hot topic. Uh, so uh, just to, to take a few minutes on that. So yeah. you started with, with a new idea or a, a new innovation. Uh, and, and you go into the hype, so you go into the bell curve, and then you you reach the peak. This is the peak of expectation. Everybody talk about it. Everybody want to be in it. Very few know about what they are talking about, but this is the best. This is where uh, you can be uh, at some stage. AI was at this peak of expectation. And then uh, people start to involve in the topic. And unfortunately, when you start to put your hands in it, you will go down and reach a bottom that it's called, I think it's, it's the fault of disillusion or disillusionment. Okay, when you face the reality at some stage, you will feel that, okay, it was so cool, but why I'm not reaching any, anything with that? And, and so it's disillusion. Why, why so much expectation and so few results? But it's, if you continue to move on, at some stage, you will go up again and reach the slope of enlightenment, meaning, okay, you start to see results, you start to, to, 
to see the value that you create with the investment you had the, 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 the year before and so on. And then when you, when you get uh, an expert of that, you will reach the plateau of productivity and so on. So to answer your question, I think that many companies and, and, and the companies I'm talking about is, are, are the one I know. So mostly the, the cake 40 uh, companies, I will make a difference with the company that were by their DNA, I would say, or by design uh, data driven uh, with the company like mine that's learned to become data driven uh, after years, I would say. Yeah. I think that the majority of their, of them uh, are in, in the uh, enlightenment phase. Meaning, okay, we start to see the value and, and be able to create that value. So maybe some of us, unfortunately, are, are a bit laggards. So still in, in the disillusion phase, asking should we continue or not? And maybe, and for sure, some, some of us are a bit uh, front runners, but I think the majority is there. Okay, so we start to see that data governance was not just, I would say, a buzz. It was something that was really useful for the company. Uh, that's needed investment, and we start to see the value that it brings in our project and, and generating the culture of the, of, the, of the company. So I think we are there. Um, now, if we move to what do you need or what are the key points to, for your digital transformation to be successful or at least to, to, <laughs> to improve a bit of- Last question, right? Yeah. Um, and actually we, we address it in many episodes and, and yeah. one of our episodes, it was, um, we invited Yves Cazot, who is the chief information officer of Michelin, who wrote mm -hmm. a book uh, about digital transformation, AI, and, and DevOps, I guess, if I'm not wrong, uh, it was like a couple months ago. And we talk about these topics and, and with common guests as well, we discuss these questions. And it's really insightful to know what's your perspective, everyone, um, in order to, to, to transfer this knowledge to the young generation as well. We try to give my two cents on, on this. <laughs> um, I think the very first thing that comes to my mind is do not forget why. Do not forget why you are doing this digital transformation on time again. There is no, or at least for me, there is no value of doing digital transformation for digital transformation. It's not my, my business. My business is my business. So I, 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 this is why I'm doing it. I want to improve my business and then a good solution for that could be embracing a digital transformation journey so never forget why you are doing it because this is the objective that you will get and this is how you will in some way uh, react and see if you are on the on the right path for that so so you are saying Roma, you are saying and if i i get your idea you are saying that Digital transformation should be driven by business, sure. by business. And when, when it's uh, driven by business, we will optimize everything, right? Yeah, and, uh, and at least we will reach, uh, let's say, our objective. Because yeah. my objective is not to become the best in class in digital transformation. My objective is to become the best in class in gas training and supply. So if I forget that, I will miss the, the, the target. 
So this is the very first thing. Do not forget why. First thing. Then uh, maybe the, the second thing I learned when uh, I go through that is uh, do not forget people. Okay. Uh, transformation is about people. So if you forget that, you're fucked up. Um, so even if you bring technology in the game, and, and when we talk about digital, for sure, at some stage, technology, we, we enter the, I would say, the challenge, uh, but the change will come from the people. So I would say, uh, okay, maybe 60 to 70% of my challenge is to understand how I can bring that to the people in my company and be sure that uh, collectively we will embrace this. And after that, the question will come, okay, which technology and, and so on and so on, but it's about people first. Um, maybe for me, it's, it's, just, it's the second one. And the third one, um, I would say it's doing things. Uh, you need to do things, you need to fail. Uh, you need to reach some success at some stage, but at least you need to go as fast as possible in the learning curve. So if you just start to think about digital transformation, uh, nothing will happen. You have to go on the field, try a few things, uh, success, fail, learn from it, and then move on. Uh, so for me, it's, it's really, really important. So the, maybe the third one will be doing things. So do not forget why, people first, and do things. I really like how, how you break down uh, the, the the key from your perspective uh, of uh, to achieve a successful digital transformation. And when it comes to people, I, I would add just two points. The first thing, why people is very important for many reasons, firstly, but if I took two at least, uh, it's because the brilliant idea comes from people, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it doesn't come from algorithms. And I know uh, uh, I'm, if I'm talking about it, because I am convinced that people bring the brilliant idea. After that, technology will help us to achieve it, the target very successful and very like uh, rapidly. But people are key and are key for everything. And the second thing I think when it comes to people, I, 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 um, I think it's very important to educate and and to give them more insight and more information and and really to educate them about the the real uh, uh, existence of ai and potential of ai and technology and not something that you address in the question previous question about excitement and you know the peak of expectation yeah. uh, i i used to uh, to coach executive for two years now in the united states and and unfortunately, um, the main issue comes from those expectations. You know, a lot of expectations, and then they cannot see the quick implementation. So, you know, you, you have uh, something outside in the ecosystem who say that everything is, 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 a, is possible and everything is appropriate to implement, mm -hmm. right? And then when it comes to put the million and hundreds of million, they put it, okay, fine, we invest. Mm -hmm. So we do it, but the results takes too much time to come. And after that, there is what you explained before. So I definitely agree that every time it's, the, it's about those expectations. I think bringing AI, real AI experts to the table is very important. Why? Because 
they will not sell more than what's possible okay yeah. and what's possible in this right slot all right mm -hmm. so that's why it's not about just talking to talk communicate yeah. to communicate and i definitely agree with what you said about act do 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 it and iterate do it and iterate until you achieve the target so it's very important how you add you break down uh, the topic but we talk about uh, learning and you talk explicitly yeah. about learning so the next question it's about the successful part of ai project in many data science talks uh, we noticed the following statement 80 percent of data science projects never go to production uh, from a general perspective, uh, and, and just to be sure, like uh, we saw this, this uh, statement in many ones, and even we invite uh, speakers from Data Robot, which is one of the best, like the more successful uh, unicorn uh, startup in the world. Uh, we talk about this part uh, as well. From a general perspective, Roma, is, is it true that most AI projects fall? And how you perceive the main issue between data quality data science modeling, industrialization, and scalability. The things that people don't talk too much about, it's yeah. about industrialization and scalability. Yeah, because it's maybe less sexy. That's okay, let's 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 try to reflect on that. So I won't challenge the 90% because uh, I don't do the math and, and uh, maybe and probably my statistical sample is, is not significant enough, but let's say it's, it's maybe 80 or I don't know. Uh, but for sure, many or at least a few, I don't know, project fail. Um, so, so the question is, is why? It's more why they fail. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it's, it's, it really, really depends on, on two things. Maybe the first one is, is the context. And the second one is the approach, the way you do things. So we start, if we start with the context, uh, there is different context. In some way, if you are uh, an AI company uh, uh, or, or you are doing uh, AI research, I would say by design, your job is to fail 99% of the time and, 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 and find or be there when for the 1% where you will uh, well, change the world, meaning of uh, find, find the thing that will make a big difference. So this is the context. Okay, if your target is AI for AI, and if you are doing research, I would say failing 90% of the time is already a good score, I would say. But I would say most of the time you are not an AI researcher, you are more like me in, in, in a, I would say, art business. So AI is more a mean that, uh, than, than a target, I would say. And so there, I think, um, we we move to, to to what kind of approach you have and, and and maybe there is an approach that you will more that will bring more failure than another um so maybe i will be a bit caricature on that one but just to give you the idea um if you do your ai project like you are you were doing at some stage old school uh Research and development mean okay, we have an idea, maybe it could be cool. And for a year, we will think about it, uh, invent big things. And then after a year, we will move to the business guy and say, okay, we have this big idea, we put a lot of money in it, uh, let's try it. And then you will discover that there is no need for that. 
and that you can't bring into it, you can really bring it to a client because it's just uh, okay, impossible to do so. And that's your technology or the technology that you have in place in your business cannot, I would say, uh, leverage or uh, integrate such uh, uh, technology. So you will fail for sure. Um, so maybe uh, if you do that that way, you will fail a lot and maybe till 80% uh, of the time. Now, if you change uh, the way you do things and you start from the need, okay? I won't do a high project because I like it and it's so fun. I will do an AI project because there is a need. Uh, so I will start from the business. I will start with the guy from the business or from the client that will, or that will say, or I will understand that maybe there is something there. Uh, that is interesting is interesting for me as a company as a from a business perspective and then after that i will move to the solution and, and most of the time or time to time hey i could be the solution in that way and then i will build up a project but just like i will do for any other project um, so i think it's starting one time again with business and go then to the solution With more than 50,000 young people empowered in time of pandemic and uncertainty, we are grateful to our remarkable guests with exponential experiences and from great organizations such as Amazon, World Economic Forum, Harvard, Google, Berkeley, and more. Thank you to our great audience and keep tuned for this new episode in the unique AI channel of trust by AI Exponential Thinker.